I get two deaths here. I saw this woman walking up and down the stairs. She's coming up the stairs, coming up the stairs. My son Anthony was pushed down a flight of stairs. There's a 10-year-old boy living there, in that room. Something ended here. She did die in this house. <gasps> I have to find out what's going on. I'm telling you, you need to leave this house. There is an evil presence. My name is Amy Allen. There's something down there. I see dead people. He doesn't want me back there. I speak to dead people. She's pissed. And they speak to me. She doesn't like the people who live here. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. Someone did hang themselves here. Where? There. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShave. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. Did you want to kill him? And I know every person, every house has seen. She did die in this house. It's my job to reveal. Would you be surprised if there were bodies in his basement? No. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. Not good. When we uncover, if it's safe for you to stay, will it get worse? Or time to get out? Oh, yes. Steve will do the detective work. He interviews the witnesses. He gathers the facts. He finds out the history so that we can later uh, see if there's any correlation. My name is Steve DeShavi, and I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. We're here in New Orleans to investigate some paranormal activity in a 200-year-old house. The current owner is a single mom who lives there with her 10-year-old son, Marcus. They've only been at that address for three months, but already Marcus has witnessed things that got him pretty scared. Apparently, he's hearing footsteps in his bedroom, and he's witnessed locked windows blowing open for no reason. So I'm gonna head over there and see if I can get to the bottom of this. When I was young, I really didn't know that I was different. And then I started to notice that other people don't see dead people. It was just me. It's not a blessing or a curse. Right now, it's somewhere in the middle. When I go in to do an investigation, I have no communication with Steve. So I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to encounter. Matt will come in and he'll make sure the location's clean. So he'll take down any kind of leading information about the location or the family. So he cleans the slate. And then I come in not knowing anything and I do my walk. There have been a lot of tragedies here. There have been a lot of people that have suffered here. 
I am getting like a lot of overlapping stuff here. What do you mean by that? There's a lot of people here that are dead and the entities are fighting. What's crawling on the floor? What's going on? This is really weird. Someone's crawling on the floor. Where? Crawling on the floor. Who is it? I don't know. There is some weird stuff going on here. First thing I gotta do is meet with Lorelei. She's gonna have to take me through the house. I'll get as much information as I can from her, and then I'll start my investigation from that point. So tell me what's going on. Well, my kid's been saying he's been hearing things, and, you know, he gets scared sometimes. So you're here about three months? Yeah, we just moved in. So obviously, it's an old house. What do you know about the house? Well, it's built in the 1830s, but there's a legend going around about a Creole woman who hung herself and hung her dog, also. Hung herself and the dog? Yeah. Giant, right. And uh, apparently did it up in the attic. Okay. So your son sleeps up there? Yeah. So with these couple of incidents, I thought it'd be good to get it checked out and right. find out if there's anything going on that okay. I should be concerned about. So this is the attic where my son sleeps. One of the previous tenants would not even come up here. They wouldn't come up here at all? No. They said they just had a bad feeling about it. Well, this is supposedly where the uh, woman hung herself. That's, that's what they say. So what does your son know about uh, what happened up here? Does he know about the legend? No. There's no way somebody can hang himself from this beam. Look how low it is. The sad part about it is that we can. I've seen people hang themselves from lower beams than this. Clearly, Lorelai's gonna need concrete evidence before she believes anything. Do you have any uh, things that go on in the backyard? Well, every morning, my dog goes nuts. And it runs out when I open that door, and it goes to that corner and just goes nuts, like growling, kind of barking a little bit. Does it look like he's barking at anybody, or is he whining and look like an intruder's there or something like no, that? It's just no, something. No, no, he's right back at the same place every day, right there in that corner. I see two men standing outside. There's a big guy standing back here, all the way in the corner. My dog goes to that corner and just goes nuts. He had been here quite a few times, looking, waiting, and watching. What's wrong? 
people came in. Mm-mm. Who is this? The two guys outside. What's happening here? Who are you? What's going on? What's going on here? What's happening? Why did they come here? To hurt me. There's so much anger here. You... I can feel it in my hands. I can feel it get the life out of you. much anger here. You... I can feel it in my hands. I can feel it. Can you tell me who that was? I don't know. There were two people that were violently attacked. What happened to these people? They're dead. I finally get to sit down with the kid that sleeps in the attic. So, Marcus, I was talking to your mom about the stuff that's going on in the house. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned that uh, you might have had some experiences. You mind telling me about it? When I was here in my bedroom, I heard some footsteps going up and down the stairs. Okay. And then the windows on the second floor bursted open. Okay. Did that scare you? Yeah. What other stuff besides something like that? You heard footsteps? That's about it. Okay. He's scared, and I've interviewed enough kids to know that he's holding something back. So, Marcus, listen, I've seen and heard it all. I've been in some scary, scary places, all right? Don't be afraid to talk to me. I'm here to investigate, find out what's going on in this house. So if there's something you want to talk to me about, you can tell me, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, anything else that happened up in here? Um, yeah. Once I saw this woman in a white dress, like walking up and down the stairs. That scare you? Yeah. Right now, there's a woman with me. Where do you see her? Standing behind me. Can you describe her at all? Dark hair, it's kind of longer, smaller features, brown eyes, darker eyes, I think. She had on like this white, something white down here is what I see. Dead people have the ability to show themselves the way that they want to be perceived. And sometimes they'll present themselves in the physical manner in which they died. How did she pass? I don't know. 
She doesn't like to re-experience her death. She's like, there's some things that, you know, you just don't want to remember. But she needs help. What does she want help with? There's a male who doesn't want her to tell what happened here. And she's saying that she has to get him away from her so that she can talk to us about what happened. And my neck hurts really bad. What's wrong? back of my head. It hurts a lot. Who is this? Now, I've got corroborating statements from the residents of the house. Next step is to track down the previous owners and see if they've seen anything. The problem here is Katrina took a lot of this information and washed it away. It's a shame what happened here. After a while, I'm able to piece together some of the chain of title. And I find out that for the last 115 years, nobody's lived in that house for more than seven years at a time. That's highly unusual. This house is almost 200 years old. There's got to be more information on this place than I've already found. But four hours into my search, I hit a wall. I can't find a single piece of information before the turn of the century. It's like this house just ceases to exist. I need some help. I'm investigating the legend of a house. The legend is that a woman at the turn of the century, or close to the turn of the century, hung herself and her dog in the attic of this one house. That's the only thing I have right now that's solid is the address. I'm having a tough time trying to find chain of title to the house, anything that could help me out. If it's something that happened before 1894, you're gonna have an address problem because all the addresses in New Orleans were changed practically overnight. This is a nightmare for me. I go to find an address for the house. I try to look it up. And of course, they changed the numbers on me. So basically, I'm looking at the wrong address. You're looking at the wrong address. So the address you're probably going to want to have is something more akin to 512, 513, 14, something Totally like way that. off. Mm -hmm. Way off. That address was the key to unlocking 100 years of history. Now that I have that, I'm starting to find some real information. I got debt certificates, obituaries. I got chain of title information. And it's starting to look like in this case, the truth is definitely stranger than the legend. Ow. What's wrong? I don't know, but it hurts. Oh my God. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Who is it? This is a very bad, bad man. This person's so, like, angry. Mm. Different person, different person. Mm-hmm. Being dragged, boy, up this, up, up, up. Ow. On my right side, I'm being dragged up and down, up and down. 
being dragged, being dragged up the stairs. On occasions, I'll allow the dead to partially enter my body. I take on their mannerisms and speech patterns. <laughs> didn't know, didn't know that this was gonna go like this. Who's, who's that speaking? This is the bad person. Cause, uh-huh, uh-huh. Didn't know, did we? No, no, we sure didn't. We sure didn't. The chain of title in the archives leads me to a woman named Kathleen. I track her down to see if she ever saw any unexplained phenomena. I'm investigating some unexplained incidents that happened over on Royal Street. You were resident there at one time for a while, am I right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know it right off, but I happened to live with the ghost. I was watching TV one night, and I was lying in the bed. I turned the TV off, and there was a face in the TV, but it was not still. It was coming towards me, and she had long, dark hair. So now I have two witnesses who've never met, Marcus and Kathleen. Both claim to have seen a female apparition. Did you have any uh, other experiences other than seeing that person that time? Yeah. My son, Anthony, was in my room, which is the third floor. He put his hand on the, on the railing at the top of the stairs, and he fell down a flight of stairs. Really? He said she pushed me, that Creole lady. The Creole lady? Yeah. There's more action on the stairwells. That's where I'm like seeing this person pushing this person down. And I'm hearing yelling here. Where? She's yelling down there. Who is it? The same lady with the brown hair. She's yelling down there because she wants us to go down there. But this person wants me to go up here. I'm scared. Of what? Scared to go down there. I did have a visit from someone who grew up in that house. Her name was Teresa. I'm trying to think of her last name. Uh, little boy, something like that. She said when she was a little girl in the 50s, the spirit had tortured and frightened, and the parents had to just leave the residence. OK, now I've got three people with unexplained experiences in this house. I got to find this Teresa. So I got the address for Teresa. So I'm gonna head over there, see if I can find her, and then see if she'd be willing to talk to me. I'm headed to a neighborhood called Araby, which is right next to the Lower Ninth Ward. 
lot of devastation here. Jesus. I tell you the truth, I don't think I'm gonna find her because this place looks like it was devastated from Katrina. She may be one of those people that got relocated someplace else. Maybe she's gone, I don't know. I, I, the way it's looking, driving around this neighborhood, I'm not too hopeful right now. I don't know where I'm gonna go with this now. I made a few calls and reached out to an old friend of mine in the New Orleans Police Department. We did some digging and we were able to find a current number for Teresa. It took me an hour to convince her to meet me at the house. She lived here 50 years ago with her mother. I'm not feeling too good right now. And she's still terrified of this house. I can still feel that there's something here. It's been over 50 years. It's a long time. Yes, it is. When I first met Teresa and she walked into the house, all her feelings came rushing back into her. She's very emotional about this house. I couldn't imagine what she's been harboring for the last 50 years. In a way, I'm happy to be here and try to maybe get some closure or answers to what actually transpired. What do you recall happening here? I mean, if we can talk about it. My earliest recollection is that I was trying to get my mother's attention to something that I saw in the room. Okay. And it was a lady, and she was very petite. She had white on. Okay. And I could see this woman stroking her long, dark hair. She was just stroking her hair. She had these eyes that would look at you, almost beckoning. And she would call to me, and I would go. She beckoned the children, is all I can say, because I can remember going up the stairs. I wanted to follow her. My mother thought, well, I just had an imaginary friend and didn't really pay much attention to that. Until one day, my mother had a very serious situation with the apparition, because right here where I'm standing, on this landing was a telephone. She came up to use the phone. She was seven months pregnant, and she saw a vision coming from the third story landing. She was frightened. She held on to the railings with both hands and descended the stairs, but the apparition caught up with her, and she said that it just went right through her and was ice cold. And her baby, a boy, was stillborn.
like, oh my God. Sometimes I'll touch an object and I'll get a flash of what happened in that room. Who is it? I don't know. I think it might be a male, but I'm not sure. This is really weird. We'll just go upstairs now. What prompted you guys leaving? My grandmother called a Catholic priest to the house to have it blessed. And he began to go around the house. Everything was going well until he came up here. And he couldn't bless the room. He said, I'm telling you, you need to leave this house. There is an evil presence. What's wrong? It hurts a lot. Something ended here. Just ended. Now. What, what ended here? Somebody broke their neck. And the last thing that they heard was literally the crack, like the There's no way someone can hang himself in this beam. Who is this person? I don't know. He isn't really here. It's just something I'm seeing. So, like residual? Yes. Can you tell me what happened? Somebody's coming up the stairs, coming up the stairs, coming up the stairs. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to yourself? What's going on? They're not really out of their death state. And so they're just feeling this all the time. Where did it happen? Up there. Okay. I'm being pulled up, and it hurts a lot. I can't breathe, I can't do anything in my head. I'm trying to get out. Out of what? I just can't breathe. What are you trying to get out of? Trying to get out, trying to get out. Where were you seeing this? Can you tell me what happened? Yeah. He just hung himself. If you were to see, uh, let's say, a sketch of a woman, do you think you may recognize if that might have been the same person you saw as a child? I mean, I know it's a long time ago. Yes, I would. Okay. It's been indelible in my mind. Last night, Teresa tells me she can identify this apparition if she saw it again. So I bring in a sketch artist after Amy does her walk to try and put her findings down on paper. While I saw several dead people during my walk, the most prominent figure I saw 
was a woman with dark hair and distinctive eyes. I like to start with the eyes. Okay. So if you could tell me about her eye shape. They seem a little bit del like delicate on the ends, like a little bit rounded. The thing with her that was very distinct was her eyes. Her eyes were not as droopy down here. Okay. Did you get an eye color? Brown. Brown. Like dark brown? Yeah. And her hair was like a brown color. But I'm not sure if it was like short and curled or if it went up. Is that kind of what we're yeah. going for here? Exactly. Okay. How tall was she? Maybe 5'4". Do you remember any kind of clothing? It was a white, like kind of silky button down dress. Okay. Knows what I experienced in this house, and now I get to find out the facts. This is the first time I'll hear Steve's findings since we started this case. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us in your house. I wanted to gather just where we can compare information we obtained about unexplained happenings in this house. Uh, normally, we just do this for the residents of the house, but you have a big stake in this, Teresa, so that's why I want you to be here tonight. Now, we're here because your son was experiencing some things in his bedroom. But Marcus can't be here tonight because some of this information could be a little disturbing. So there's no reason for the kids to be here. Okay. We found out this house never stayed with any one family more than seven or eight years. It turned over every seven, eight years. And that was, years ago, people bought a home, that was it, and they stayed. Yeah. Right. So up at, right up to the point where you came, every seven to eight years, somebody new came into this house. Okay. Um, we'll start with the legend of the house and what happened here. A Creole woman, a widow, hung herself and her dog in the attic of this home. That's the legend. Now, Lorelai, you mentioned something about the dogs in the yard. Mm -hmm. I think that there were events that took place behind the house that definitely left angry and violent imprints. I see two men standing outside, looking, waiting, and watching. People came in. There's so much anger here. <laughs> what happened? They're dead. Unfortunately, because of Katrina Hurricane, there's a lot of uh, paperwork we can't get a hold of. So I couldn't find anything that could validate or verify a murder that took place in this house. Uh, doesn't mean it didn't happen. I'm really disappointed that the records were destroyed by Katrina because we'll never know the details of that murder. It will stay a mystery forever. 
What I was able to find out is that at some point in the 1800s, a Creole woman, a widow, named Louisa Clay, lived here with her children. Louisa is the only widow that owned this home. She did die in this house. Really? So what I was able to find out is I was able to get a hold of a death certificate. A woman died named Louisa Clay in this house in 1888. But she died not from hanging. She died from throat cancer. She says, oh, my neck hurts really bad. What's going on? It hurts a lot. <sighs> She's dead. Amy encountered a woman who died of terrible pain in her neck. Louisa Clay died of throat cancer. Now, your son told me something yesterday. I don't think he ever told you. Mm -hmm. um, he mentioned that he had seen apparitions in the house. Really? Yeah. I saw this woman in a white dress. 50 years ago, Teresa lived in this home, and she was visited by the same description. I could see this woman stroking her long, dark hair. She had white on. Um, well, there was a woman that was present during my walk. There's many individuals, but she was like the main one. And she has dark hair and light clothes. Right now, there's a woman with me. Can you describe her at all? dark hair, it's kind of longer. She had on like this, something white down here, is what I see. Amy got together with a sketch artist. This is the sketch of the woman she got a glimpse of. It's the same eyes. Those eyes, I would never forget them. It brings back some memories. So when Teresa finally sees the sketch that Amy did, you can see it in, right in Teresa's eyes, it was the same woman. It was over 50 years ago, and, but she remembers that face. Because I mean, this has plagued our family for, right. <laughs> for so long, it just brings validation to what we experienced. And, uh, Something happened, and it's thank okay. Thank you so much. When you look at the dates, you, you know, who is this woman? This is Louisa Clay. She died a very painful death. Doing some research, I was able to find out that Louisa Clay had five kids. But in Louisa Clay's will, she did not leave the house to, to them. She left the house to a man we really don't know much about. She left her house to a man by the name of William Houston. The odd part about the whole thing is, eight years later, 
I have an obituary that's going to give you a little something to think about. William Houston hanged himself in his attic. Somebody broke their neck. And the last thing that they heard was literally the crack, like the Where did it happen? There. William Houston did die in the attic of this home. So a woman didn't hang herself in this house, but a man did. Unfortunately, this male, in fact, did hang himself in that location. What's going on is just the residual of his death, the fear that was involved, you know, some of the pain that was involved. So it makes you feel uncomfortable. When I would go in that location, I would get sick. Doesn't mean that he's there, he's not there. It's more just an imprint, a photograph of a moment in time that's emotional. Okay. I think we wind up answering a lot, a lot of questions okay. for you and giving you a little bit of closure. It did, and it validated so much for our family. We were ashamed, afraid. I'm not as afraid now. So well, thank it's good you. to be able to process yes. it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, there, there's a lot of history in this house, so, but as far a as a lot you, of history, a lot of history. <laughs> I mean, you don't think she has anything to worry about? You do have an entity here, Louisa, that is living with you, and so you are essentially sharing the house. You have emotional residual things, you know, these full-on moments replaying that are just kind of here. She might reach out more for the children and keeping the emotional trauma away from them, but yeah. I'm glad to hear that it's a benevolent ghost and will be kind of a protective agent to us. Right, right, yeah. I think that she's kind of the dominant personality that's here. And then you have, you know, some entities um, that aren't happy living together, and she's trying to keep it all sane. I don't know why Kathleen's son was pushed down the stairs or why Teresa's mother suffered a stillbirth, but I feel that right now, Louise is in control. And as long as it stays that way, she'll keep the house in order. We ended up solving a 100-year-old mystery, clearing the name of a woman who until now was thought to have committed suicide. Every house has a secret, and it's our job to uncover those secrets.